this episode of Outdoor Instructor Chat, I was speaking to Chris from CG Adventure Sport. We were talking about things like what it's like being a freelance outdoor instructor, his outdoor education degree, and we were talking about a subject which came up in one of my other YouTube videos, which is what is better to teach people? Rules, principles, or consequences? I also want to say huge thanks to Chris as well because this is the first time that we'd actually spoken to each other, so it was a bit of a leap of faith on his part as well to like just take the time to be interviewed and have it all recorded as well over the internet. Yeah, it was a really fun interview. There was loads of useful bits of information and it was an absolute pleasure to talk to him. So make sure to check out his stuff on the internet, whether it's website, Facebook or Instagram, make sure to check out his stuff as well. Cheers, Chris. Right, let's start the outdoor instructor chat. All right, let's give it a go then. Uh, hello and welcome to Instructor 101 for outdoor instructors that want to make an even bigger impact on those that they work with. Today I'm joined by Chris from CG Adventure Sports. Uh, so first of all, thanks a lot for joining us, Chris. Um, no for those of you, people that don't know you, like in fact, we've only just really met. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you want to like introduce yourself and yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, uh, so my name's Chris. I'm a freelance outdoor instructor based in Edinburgh, um, but work predominantly in the Lake District, which is quite a commute, but worth it. Um, prior to working freelance, I've worked in centres, mostly in Cornwall, where I grew up. Um, yeah, opposite ends of the country. But wow. yeah, moved up here for uni and now work freelance. Great. And uh, is there anywhere that people can find you as well um, on on the internet? Yeah, so I do have a website, which is uh, www.cgadventuresport.com. Um, I'm most active with the outdoor stuff on Instagram, which is cg right. underscore adventure sport. And then I've got a Facebook page as well, which is cg adventure sport all in one go, I think. But easiest, yeah, Instagram's the best one. Great. Well, with all this stuff, hopefully I'll try and get everything to appear up on, on the screen. And if not, it will be in the description down below as well. Um, yeah, hey, trying to find um, like the names for, for the different like platforms. Blooming nightmare sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm so gutted that I got like so Instructor 101, brilliant. Like follow like that name. Although I keep rethinking it and then going, nah, I should have done something different. But like, yeah. with that in mind, like it says, it's instructor underscore 101. I'm so annoyed that the person that beat me to it, um, like they've only done one post and that is it. Oh, really? Oh. Is, are they an outdoor instructor as well? I've no idea. Like I can't find mine. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Oh, that is annoying. <laughs> when in doubt, use your own initials. That's that's what I went with. That's it. That's it. Straight away. Right, so... Yeah, like, so I've done a little bit of research a bit. So obviously I looked at your website, tried to find out little bits. And um, the reason why um, we found ourselves talking to you, you reached out, you respond to my Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, and it was in relation to talking about rules uh, versus principles of yeah. what's better. And then as, as I tend to do, I tend to like just share it with the world, put it in loads of different groups um to people that might be interested and then uh, some of the comments i got were brilliant and really in depth uh, but one of the 
the comments, which I wasn't too sure. I think it's a bit of a joke, but now like I'm not too sure. Uh, but someone said, "Yeah, don't worry about teaching rules or principles. It's better to teach consequences." Uh, yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit. Uh, arc- or what would be the word be? A bit brutal would be one way to describe that, I suppose. Teaching consequences. <laughs> yeah, mate. Absolutely. But but I've been I've been thinking about it more and more now. Like head's in a bit of a spin. So like um, and then you respond to that that Instagram story and said maybe we're just scratching the surface. So we'll come back to to that question a little bit later on. Yeah, and yeah. See see if we can delve a little bit deeper into that one. Yeah. Um, but before that, um, I wanted to ask you about one of your recent Instagram posts was about, you said like uh, that day, so a few days back, yeah. it's like your, it can be, would have been the anniversary of you starting off as a full freelance instructor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just tell me about that. Uh, so I think like? going into it, um, yeah. it can be quite a daunting thing. Like I'd, I'd wanted to do it for a really long time. Yeah. Um, for like maybe two or three years. And you know how when you work in the centre and you get those up, the odd freelancer come in and you're like, oh, I want to do what they're doing because they, they choose their own holiday and they get paid X amount a day. Um, yeah. So it, it seemed really appealing from that point of view. But then I think deep down, I knew that I wasn't qualified enough at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's something to work towards. And then even when I got to the point where I was like, oh, I've got the qualifications, I can probably get away with with doing it, I still didn't think that I'd, I thought I'd have to get like a bar job through the winter or something like that. Um, but what it's, the doors that it's opened just through the sheer number of people that you meet, because you're going into all these different centers or you're meeting big pockets of other freelance instructors and you learn so much you find out about all these places where you can go and work. Like I, in November, I went and worked in Amman. I never would have dreamt of going to Amman. I think wow. if you asked me to p- pull out Amman on a map, I wouldn't have known where it was. But went and worked there for a little bit um, in November, which was great and really hot. Um, and developing as an instructor, I think, because I've worked in the outdoors now for, for eight years, um, and I've learned so much more in that one year as a freelancer than all the time prior to that. So yeah. if you're thinking about doing it, I'd definitely, definitely jump in. Oh, mate, completely. Um, I've, to be honest, for myself, I've, for the most part, I work at um, an activity centre. Uh, so I kind of dip my toe into the water with a bit of freelance stuff. I haven't done, yeah. done loads of it, but I can definitely see where you're coming from in terms of like, like it opens a lot of doors for you and a lot of experiences as well. Yeah, I think the first the first season you could have like prepare yourself to not make as as maybe as much money as you would in a secure job and be prepared to drive really far. Mm. Sometimes, not all the time, but that's the thing you can pick and choose. That's the freedom of it. But yeah, it's definitely it's worth the worth the gamble. Maybe not this year, but yeah. But yeah, going forward, <laughs> I think I highly recommend it. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, I think you can learn a lot. I think. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So one of the first 
yeah i just remember like one of my first bits of freelance work I did was at a, a climbing wall yeah and i remember just like it's like oh i'm not sure i'm, I'm ready for this yeah like, yeah i've been de- like doing taster sessions and that's what it was it was a kid's birthday party thing but yeah, yeah i was doing like, taster sessions for like four years or something prior to that like <laughs> so get this like and it, they're all the same like, but wherever, wherever you go yeah and yeah imposter syndrome that's i chat with my girlfriend about that all the time like sometimes you find yourself in a place surrounded by all these people that you look at and you go oh they're so experienced in yeah. what they're doing and you're like oh should i be here but you're qualified so yeah you should be there and that's they were all in that boat once so yeah you just gotta suck it up and go for it sometimes completely yeah so has it been like what you expected uh it's been i think it's been beyond what i expected it to be honest like the people that i've met doing it have been fantastic um i've had a great time like it comes with massive highs then sometimes it can come with massive lows as well but i think that's just the nature of when you're doing something that you really, really want to do well in, um, I'm sure musicians have the same thing and like artists and anyone who's pursuing a passion. Um, but yeah, it's it's exceeded my expectations in many ways. I think what some things, what going back a little bit, like saying the people that introduces you to as well. Yeah. I think is I think you have you heard this thing that you know it's like six degrees of separation like, yeah yeah the idea that um like uh like for me to like the, the president of the United States yeah, yeah. like there would be six different six people or something like that yeah for, like six contacts that would mean I'd be able to link up and yeah. talk with, with the president um I reckon within the outdoor instructor world, I reckon it's two. Yeah, I've yeah, I found myself saying that through the season as well. Yeah, completely. <laughs> and you go, oh, you know this person, like us, us chatting, and we know yeah, yeah. at least two people mutually, but they haven't spoken to each other. <laughs> so it is funny how it works. Don't burn bridges, people. That's what. That's yeah, what yeah. and you live and you live and die on your reputation, don't you? You don't want to. You don't want people to think maybe not him but if you've got a good reputation as a person as an instructor then that's fine but yeah it works the other way yeah definitely so did um because you've got a, a degree in uh, i forget i so i didn't go to university so i forgive me forget like the term turns wrong or yeah no, no, prep. but um so you got a, a degree in outdoor education is that yeah. what Outdoor education, so, yeah. Outdoor education. So, yeah, tell me about that because that's a, a, again, a different avenue into the, this industry. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, it got to the point where I was finishing college and I'd done A levels like everyone says that you're supposed to when you go to college at that point. Um, but then when I left, I didn't quite have the grades that I wanted to go. To the university that I wanted um but I'd done I my work experience in year 10 was at an outdoor center so I was like that looked quite fun um can I do a course in that 
and I spoke to my tutor at college and she said, oh, I was lucky. The college I went to was massive down in Cornwall um, and it had a university branch to it. And I asked if they did out the red there and she was like, yeah. And then I applied there and then, and it was just me killing time at that point. And then I thought, oh, when I finish this, I'll join the military, but that didn't happen either. Um, and I think when you when you decide to do a degree, a lot of people, especially in the outdoor industry, will say it's a complete waste of time. Don't do it. But it's not. That's I couldn't disagree more with that because it opens up so many doors. Especially if you've got no, I had no experience in the outdoors really, um, but it introduced me to all these different things. I had my my first go at all these different activities was was in that first two years at uni. Um, and I think you build a, you properly build up a back backlog of skills. Like I know a lot of people go on those um, instructor training apprenticeship type courses, yeah. um, which are great, and they do get you qualified. And when they get you a job at the end, that works really well. Um, but I don't think you can substitute time. So that two years foundation degree is what I did first. I think two years is a long time to build up skills and meet people and get to know the industry. So it's great for that. And the lectures that you have are fantastic as well. Highly recommend wow. it. It sounds really interesting. I remember looking into it very briefly when I started out, um, or when I was thinking about uh, that this career path. Yeah. Um, for some reason, yeah, I just didn't, I think at the time I was just more concerned about trying to, to earn some money at the time um, yeah. and yeah and then found found another option yeah but I, I, there's always a part of me especially now that I'm obviously I get to talk to people like yourself um, and like starting to have more deeper co like conversations with with coaches and stuff I, I wish I knew more or understood more of the, the theories yeah uh, behind things or had more of an understanding um, i think that's the that's the thing with having a a degree is that maybe at those because the people that always said don't bother getting a degree were like center managers that you know the sort of sausage factory type centers where mm -hmm. child comes in child has fun child goes home yeah sort of set up yeah degree in that sort of situation probably isn't going to serve you very well you might it might serve you well but you probably find that you're not using the knowledge that you've got but if you want to progress past that to a more of an educational setting whether you want to work in a school for example um that will help you get build a more of a career with a respectable paycheck at the end of it if you know what i mean yeah um, it'll definitely help you with that yeah and imagine again you uh, going back to what we we're talking about previously I, I imagine it helped build up uh, a lot of contacts as well yeah i mean especially i i didn't have a regular path through uni at the first two years i didn't call where my parents live um but then the third year i only finished that last year um and i did that at the university of cumbria so i've gone from Cornwall where there's no mountains but lots of sea a really nice coastline to being an Ambleside which is not really close to the sea at all but surrounded by mountains and the staff that they had 
or they have um doing the outdoor and there's more than one avenue with outdoor stuff at university but the staff that they've got there the you'd never find that caliber of staff in a center like to be there's maybe two or three people that were mic and cic there was a couple that were mic and cic which are like two massive qualifications a guy that had level five coach in everything i think <laughs> <laughs> i think he helped write some of the some of the coaching pathways um so he'll probably get lynched for that actually um with the bcu but um and yeah they're just, and then you've also got staff there that are really well regarded in the like the more academic side of side of it and writing papers and you find yourself writing these papers and referencing your own lecturers and i think there's not many courses that that will happen but i think because outdoor education is still quite small with, as a academic field you're likely yeah. to have that at any university that you go to at the moment so yeah and contacts with your, your student body as well is it's great working in the center you do meet people but you don't meet as many <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, there's definitely points now, like, so, obviously, as you know, I'm sure many people watching, like, they know that I make these videos, but a lot of them, it's like, it's, well, it's based on a lot of my own experiences and, yeah. and practice, which definitely has its value. Um, yeah. And then I've done little bits of, of research in the background as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's always a part of me which is always wanting more of that, like, uh, the, the background knowledge um, mm. um, and the theory behind things. So yeah, yeah, I think I think it's great. Like, there's you can pursue it all the way up to PhD level as well. Now that's quite quite not that I'm going to do that, but it's it is achievable to get really far. Yeah, it just sounds really interesting. I think it just take it can take us to to so many cool places, like just the outdoor instructor world and. In general, he said he took you to Oman in your first year of freelancing. It's, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so yeah, let alone just up and, up and down the country as well. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, so yeah, yeah, that's from talking to people. So good, so good. Um, all right, so yeah, let's move back. Let's move on to the, the reason why we've kind of started our, our conversation. So um, quick recap. So we, we're talking about uh, one of the videos, which was talk about what's better to teach uh, rules or, or principles. And then there's a, a third possible option, uh, which is about consequences as, yeah. a, as a teaching tool. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I was just really interested. I, like, I haven't fully made up my mind on, on yeah. this. So I just kind of, sort of bounce ideas around and just, yeah, get someone else's take on this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's very hard to, we work from the bottom up. So if you start, if you start with consequences, I don't think there's really there's not a safe or ethical way, especially in the outdoors, where you can teach about consequences. Because I, I, I was thinking about it like over the last couple of days. I was like, is there really a scenario where you have a deliberate consequence that's that's planned? <laughs> I just couldn't think of one without it being, let's chuck little Jimmy off the cliff without a harness on. There's a real consequence <laughs> there, but you can't you can't do that. <laughs> so I think 
it's something and consequences are sort of life lessons aren't they that you learn from going about your day to day and going off on your own adventures that's maybe where you'll learn consequences where if you go on a hill day and you've forgotten your water bottle then there's a consequence there and yeah maybe that can happen in a in an outdoor education setting but I don't think you can't plan it (laughs) not not ethically Um, yeah I think it's it's the degree of the consequence as well. So I come at so initially when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, so I've like as I'm sure lots of lots of people do, like I'm, I'm human, like make mistakes. So and they they become memorable lessons for, for me. Yeah. Um, so here's an example. So. Like I'm con- I'm very conscious about mentioning mistakes that I've made because I'm trying to be like this role model for people. But like, yeah. so there was one time where I'm like, um, I was doing some personal climbing with a friend, tied in, figure of eight, boom, climbed up, got to the top of the wall, leaned back, and my harness just felt weird. It was different when I leaned back, um, and I'd only tied into the the top loop on oh, my waist. Okay. Thankfully, like. It was uncomfortable, but thankfully nothing disastrous or catastrophic happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, lesson from that, uh, as many people say, always do buddy checks. Even with if it's with your mates, don't get casual about that. Yeah. So, that was a, a consequence for me, or a degree of a consequence. Yeah. And yeah. then... Yeah, so you can look at that as you've introduced rule, maybe reintroduced a rule there, but yeah i don't i'm not sure it's like i suppose you get the other question to ask is what what really is a consequence because you could argue that 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 scenario there there wasn't luckily there wasn't actually a consequence there um but if there's a rule there that you should follow so yeah yeah, it's like i will now if i'm teaching friends climbing like you know, you do your intro session or like t- becoming more independent. Like, I will tell them that story as well. Yeah. So I say, look, here's a rule or here's a principle. And if you don't do this, there is a consequence. Yeah. And and then explain what that story is. Yeah. So again, but yeah, you know what? We're probably we are probably splitting hairs over what consequence. Yeah, that's the, and. Like it's people are very good at throwing out words. Like here's, I mean, rules are pretty. A rule is a rule, isn't it? At the end of the day, but like principle is also, it'd be quite an airy word. Which, what is what what is a principle? What is a consequence? Um, Yeah, I think you've got to really look at it with a and sort of go through it with a fine tooth comb and pick what fits. But then if you're picking what fits you, does that is that appropriate as well? So it's you've, yeah, you've touched on this massive topic area, which I wish I had the vocabulary to talk about and sound yeah. really intelligent. Um, oh, mate, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you, say, you can split hairs about the whole thing all day. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think there's a safe way to teach about consequence. But then you saying that you can give it as an example to kids that you are teaching are you then taking away something from their learning experience 
if you say i mean there's certain things that you should definitely say like if you go if you're riding your bike wear a helmet because this might happen yeah. but certain certain little things i think there's there's more value to it if it's if it happens through some sort of journey of self-discovery than if my instructor said not to do this so i'm not going to do it but i'm not really sure why yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah so i think with with all this i think it kind of comes back down to trying to give an understanding of, of why i think yeah it's trying to summarize i think there's it's all well and good saying do this or but then if you don't explain the reason why or maybe the mechanics of of why then yeah. it's not as it won't stick as well either i don't think it's as memorable no no like is that experience for you i know you won't be the only person that's had that experience but that'll be yeah. what's cemented it in your brain um yeah. i've got i've i mean i've never i've never had that experience luckily but I'll have other experiences from my background that will put lessons into my brain and there'll be more. It's easier to draw on a memory of, of an actual experience. I find it's easier to draw on a memory from an actual experience than it is to draw on a memory from something that you can't remember. Yeah. Um, or from what somebody's told you. So yeah. it's such a massive topic area. <laughs> so because then so that if you like had like a you know like bronze D of E group, there are there are lots of people and they'll be make it'll be the first time they're going to be learning throughout that whole process. Yeah, and they'll be making like mistakes. Like that's going to happen. Like there's going to yeah. be consequences if you leave uh, if you keep eating loads of sweets in your tent. Yeah, when there's then then in the middle of the night loads of ants come across then yeah, yeah you know like you could maybe advise but like or like if there's I'm, I'm trying to think of like less less things like if you leave your shoes out of, outside of the tent yeah and then it rains in the night then you know like there is a decision then maybe as a, as a leader it's like you can't necessarily I mean you could but you might go <clears throat> you'd advise people to get their shoes inside the tent so they have dry feet in the morning yeah or you could put them actually just physically do it even if they they just yeah. ignore your life i suppose you've got it's finding that balance between your duty of care so yeah say to the kids don't leave your shoes outside but if they forget and they do leave their shoes outside then <laughs> that's, that's, that's their fault there's a thread on one of the freelance pages at the moment that's asking what's the stupidest or daftest thing that's a client has done or a group member's done on an activity. And there's loads and loads of bronze DV ones on there. Like a kid bringing a potato for his food because he was going to have chips for tea, but didn't know how to turn the potato into chips. So he ended up having to have his friend's pot noodle and things like that. Um, and they're, yeah, I think they're all good examples of the consequences chat. Yeah. I guess that's, that's just like learning from and reflecting on, on your own experiences, isn't it? 
I think someone someone mentioned in one of the comments. So, so basically, I'm sure many people might know that I just like every now and then I'll just share that post to the whole world. So like I, I post it to like a, a freelance page in Australia. Okay. Um, and I think someone's response was like, uh, if you just give giving people plenty of experiences allows people to make their own rules and their own principles which i thought in in itself is a, an interesting concept as well yeah that that i mean if you going off a pop culture reference of that have you ever seen the film zombie land i have I, it's he, been a long time made, that is what that guy australian lad has said to you there is that zombie land <laughs> where he's learned from his own experiences and given himself a rule book and the consequences are you get eaten by a zombie but which obviously isn't going to happen in real life we hope but I suppose that is evident that's how some people operate in day-to-day life isn't it yeah yeah maybe they all do to an extent but you're right like that is like people are people's brains are are making connections all the time aren't they and going oh if I do this then this will happen and that's how some superstitions evolved as well isn't it so yeah like, to make random connections yeah so yeah uh, yeah that's it consequences of it's a massively vague term i suppose now if you if you really think about it look yeah. at it through the right lens it is what is a consequence who knows <laughs> <laughs> not me that's yeah. <laughs> not anymore yeah. it's definitely what? an interesting learning tool isn't it I think, have you ever heard of, I'm putting my neck out on the line here of getting crucified by academic people, but Kolb's learning cycle, which yes. has experiences, experiences and reflection are our key points of that and then applying them into a new, into a new situation. Yeah. Um, I think that, like you were saying earlier, reflection, reflecting on the consequence is maybe where learning happens. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's sticking neck, that's test, testing me a bit there. The cold <laughs> cycle, but, uh, I'm going to have to double check. I'll probably bring up a, a picture of it on the screen a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. Or maybe not. I've, I've got it completely wrong in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've probably got it wrong as well, and I've got a degree. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some homework for both. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I was wondering if it was all right, like there's quite a few other people have been moving to some quick fireish questions. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Move on. Like, cause yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so you can chat about consequences, <laughs> like, definition of consequences apparently is a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that falls into. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, the land or water? Land. Land. Yeah, I have to because I like mount. I love the sea, but I love mountains more. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? I'm really surprised that a lot of the, the people that I've asked because I haven't done many of these like like outdoor instructor chat. Things, so I'm really surprised that people are very quick at answering. Yeah, uh, this question so far. Um, I always thought there'd be a bit more of a direct debate. No, so everyone's like. Bam, is this done? I have, been th- I have been thinking about it. I think like, the true answer is a combination of both in the, yeah, right, yeah. In the right mix. But if I, yeah, if I had to choose, I'd choose land. Land, sorted. 
go favorite outdoor space to be uh when you ask that do you mean like mountains or the sea or the forest or do you mean like more specific like the lake district or places like that i don't know so i didn't really have like a, a specific uh, answer in mind like yeah. i think if you go for like more if you go more specific like a like specific place like, okay uh wasdale in the lake district is my favorite place yeah what's the i'm not sure i've been there well i might have i don't know uh, wasdale is well it's commonly used as the start for getting up scarfell pike on your free peaks challenge but it's also sort of like the birthplace of british rock climbing depending Amazing. on where you're from if you're not from the peak district then <laughs> it's there um <laughs> Because <laughs> um, that's where Nape's Needle is, you know, the iconic rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the lakes, that's that's there. Great Gable, Kirkfell. All those, lot, there's lots of climbing there. And it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I've only, I've, so I've, I think I've only been around that side once, actually. Uh, to right. Scarfell from that side. I haven't, I've never, I haven't seen at Nape's Needle yet. No. Yeah. It's so, quite, yeah. I mean, it's. On the to-do list. It can be hard to find. Okay. It is, it is a cool, cool thing to see. It's also, yeah. Rosdale is um, it's a giant, it's technically a, a massive war memorial. Call it the Great Gift because it was gifted to the National Trust. Oh, so really? on um, Remembrance Sunday, there's always a, ser a service at the top of Great Gable because there's a war memorial up there for all the oh. members of the Fallon Rock Climbers Club that died in the war, which I think is cool. That's, a, that's great. Yeah, I've been meaning to go up there every year. For yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that you mean to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, man. brilliant. So there you go. So fill in the blank. So a good instructor always has a sense of humour. I think is the most important thing. Um, because if it's a good day, then it's good to have a sense of humour. If it's a bad day, it's still has there's some value in a sense of humour. Definitely. That is such a good answer. Like definitely like I think just whether it's just to, to pick yourself up or so you see the funny side of a situation. Yeah, yeah. Like tying into the top bit of your harness. Scary at the yeah. time, but funny afterwards. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. Don't do it. Like, it's, not it's uncomfortable getting but cut. People are still watching. Amazing, but don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like seeing the funny stuff. I think that's that's probably got me through. Like, like this time when times are, are trickier or tough. Like yeah. seeing the side of things, just how outrageous something is at the time. Um, helps carry me through through a lot of things. Morale um, up as well, doesn't it? Just yeah. Assuming, assuming people appreciate your humour at the time. Yeah, I mean, some people might find me really irritating. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> uh, Favourite piece of gear or equipment? So... My girlfriend fired these questions at me earlier on and we got to this one and I was like, I don't know. And I think it, it's de completely dependent on like, when you ask me. So, yeah. like, cause you know, if you go, if, say you go wild camping and you yeah. 
brewing up in the evening you're like i love my stove my stove is my favorite bit of outdoor equipment but then the next day you could be walking back up up the next fell or back down to the pub or whatever and it's hammering it down with rain but you're dry do you like it's the best bit my favorite bit of equipment so the short answer is i don't know <laughs> it's hard to choose um we'll go with my waterproof jacket <laughs> yeah you know what you know what i was saying like i thought that people would like be really hesitant about land or water that's the one this is the question that's got everyone, like going i've no idea i've got yeah even if you yeah. pick the top five it's, it's all oh. brilliant yeah. <laughs> i love it all i've got three yeah. pairs of this <laughs> yeah that's why everyone's dream is to dedicate a whole room in the house to your kit isn't it <laughs> it's one day it's gonna happen yeah one day I'll be organised. <laughs> we'll all have garages like Tommy Caldwell. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the last question is, if I wasn't uh, an instructor, I would be? Well, that is a good question. I think I do something working, working with animals, I think. Um, when I was in primary school, I always wanted to be a zookeeper. So I'd probably do something like that. <laughs> Such a good... That's such a good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ultimately got put off it by my brother saying, you're just going to be a professional shoveler of poo. And that put me off it. But like now I'm old, older, I'm still like, no, I'd st I, I'm still interested in it. But maybe too late to pursue it as a career. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to even think. Like, I don't know anything about Zuki. Like, no, other than the film. Have you ever that's seen it. that? Yeah. <laughs> what, Life of Pi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or um, We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo. Have you seen that with Matt Damon? It's a good film. It's based. It's actually based on Dartmoor Zoo in Devon. Um, All right. Story, yeah, but they've Americanised it. But a great film and a great story. I'll check it out. Check it yeah. out. Awesome. That, that's, um, that's the end of the, the quickfire questions. Quickfire-ish questions. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask, like, I've asked a few other people, like, if you, if you have a question to the, to the audience as, as well, of the Instructor 101 I don't really. I just, yeah, just say keep getting involved would be my... If, if people are unsure about stepping into the outdoors and what it entails, then I think... Do, do your research, but then also don't be scared to dive in head first. I think that's the best way to get into it. Amazing. I think that's like the, the perfect way to end this. Yeah. So, yeah. Ooh. Chris, thank you so, so much. Like, I've properly enjoyed this. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been good. The yeah. fact that we've never spoken before this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, that, how that even works so well. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll continue um, really the conference in the pub, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the next step. Yeah. Conversation. So yeah. yeah. Um, great. So with with all of this stuff, obviously, uh, we'll make sure there's links to well Chris's uh, social media and and website, uh, internety type things. That's a terrible way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please remember to, to like, share, and subscribe. And yeah, as always, really appreciate uh, anyone that supports this. And yeah, if you'd chosen the sport to, to Chris as well, I'm sure you'd massively, massively appreciate it as well. Chris, 
Thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate it. Cheers, cool. Al. Thank you very much. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that interview. I really, really enjoyed that one. I'm sure you could probably tell. Um, but if you're interested in taking part in one of these outdoor instructor chats yourself, then just feel free to drop us a message, whether that's on YouTube or Instagram. Yeah, just get in touch. Or if you're just interested in asking a few questions, then yeah, again, same thing. Just reach out. I'm more than happy to try and answer what I can or try and find out bits of information as well. So yeah, thank you so much for your support. And if you've managed to get this far, my gosh, you are an absolute star. Thank you so much. Um, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. There's an Instructor 101 logo floating around by the side of my head. There's other videos as well. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. Take care.